0: Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we talk with actors, artists, and creators about their work, career, and current obsession. I'm your host, Patrick Holland, and you know today's guest from the show, Silicon Valley, and the film, Crazy Rich Asians. It's actor, writer, and comic, Jimmy O'Gang. We talked about his new stand-up special on Amazon Prime, his role in the Steve Carell comedy Space Force on Netflix, and his top picks for Hot Sauce. A quick note, because of the pandemic and shelter-in-place, this interview was recorded over a Zoom chat with Jimmy in his home in L.A. and myself in San Francisco. So please forgive any audio weirdness. We talked actually a couple years ago. You came to CNET and talked to us and it was amazing to meet you and get to talk to you then. It was definitely one of the highlights that I've, I've had here of people get to talk to you. So I'm glad you're coming back to talk to me again. Yeah, that was really fun.
1: Uh, little like seating, like theater seating up there. It was real fun.
0: Yeah, I say you're actually you're uh, the you're the second person I've ever interviewed twice, and it's esteemed. Uh, you're joining esteemed company. The other guy was Jizza from Mutang. So, wow. Of, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow, that's good company. I gotta say.
0: Yeah, I can't complain. And like you know, that guy's. Like a clipping from that guy's like fingernails is more cool than I will ever be, you know. <laughs> um, but let's jump in. There's like tons to talk about. So first of all, obviously the big thing everyone's dealing with right now is how are you and your family handling everything going on right now in the world?
1: You know, uh, I'm doing great. They're doing very well. Uh, they're doing great, and uh, they live in an hour away. And we all have been self isolating, so once or twice a week they come over here jump in my pool and we kind of have like a family thing so it's been great and honestly for me I don't I used to live in by myself so I don't really mind the isolation to be honest and um, yeah just playing a lot of video games some Animal Crossing some overwatch and I can still write I can still you know talk to people like you so it's been great it hasn't quite stopped for me it just I guess the anxiety and the worry comes from what's happening with the rest of the world
0: yeah well, and then also, like I mean, you are stand-up, and I think you were going to play a show up here around now. I can't remember what the specific date. And a bunch is like, oh, we got to go, and then obviously all this happens. How does that feel? I mean, not being having a crowd to react to or make laugh or trying material out. What's that like for you?
1: Well, I got super lucky because I recorded my special last November. So all the stuff that I wanted to talk about, I got it off my chest. And usually <laughs> after you shoot your special, at least when I did this one, I want to take a break you know and kind of recharge maybe come up with more new material so i wasn't i stopped touring after that uh thing so i i didn't have any dates on the books and uh i'm okay with that you know give me but like, lets me focus on writing scripts or you know more stand up things like that but yeah i do feel really bad so like my road comedian comics that's on the road every week you know is that that's like their main paycheck
0: yeah, and, uh, I mean, you, you talked about the uh, your stand-up special for Amazon. Um, I, I have a lot of questions about that. Like, what goes into making a stand-up special? Because this is, like, a, a, your, one of your first big ones, right? This is my very first hour special. The only other thing I've done, it's, like, little
1: five-minute bits here and there and like, Arsenio and, like, things like that. So this, I mean, I, I've been doing stand-up for 10, 11 years now. So this is my first special, and it includes 10 years of material, some being updated, some are brand new, you know. Uh, so it was a lot. It was a lot weighing on my shoulders, but I guess what leads up to it is torn. You know, you go do five shows every weekend in Washington, D.C., San Francisco, wherever, right? So for me, I think I did about, I don't know, 50 shows, like 10 weekends. And then by the end, you know, at first I was messing with the orders, still trying to come up with new jokes. And then the last couple of weekends, you know, it's just, uh, kind of, uh, honing it down. Uh, paying attention to my whole body movement, filming myself, uh, things like that, just sharpening the jokes, making it real tight. And then when it comes to shooting, uh, hopefully it just seems like another weekend on the road. You no, know?
0: fifty shows—that's um, that's like like athlete, that's like pro athlete level. Like, how do you get yourself mentally and physically in shape to do that many shows?
1: Oh man, I mean, fifty is not even like that much because I know comics are on the road every weekend. You know, five shows six shows seven shows a week um so i don't know for me it was kind of new because i wasn't like uh touring that hard before this i would just do a show a weekend every now and then in a city that i like you know uh so yeah it was exhausting man but then you learn to just not you can't go out and party on that thursday or friday when you get there save the party (laughs) for saturday you know, little tricks. And making sure I eat like food is like my thing. That's what fuels mm-hmm. me, you know. So I, I make sure I, I find the best local restaurants and like, you know, um get the food that only the locals can get. So so that gives me a reason to be in that city. Uh aside from that, uh honestly it's, it was important to kind of bring my own openers. Um it's not just nepotism. I mean they're hilarious comics and also I have a buddy on the road. I'm just not isolated by myself. So,
0: that sounds tremendous. Uh yeah, I remember last time we talked food was a a really big part of your life and this is perhaps the most important question I'm going to ask you in this interview, but I saw on Instagram that you transformed a slice of cheese pizza into one topped with carne asada. How did that work out?
1: It was delicious, man. I think in this day and age right now in this time we're living in. Sure. We all got great recipes out there that we can you know, look at great YouTube videos, but you got to make do with what you have, you know, and just turning into plain cheese of pizza, mix it with some leftover carne salad salsa and just do something creative, you know, and have fun with it. It might not come out great every time, but it's uh, as all as that fun doing it. And, and it actually, in this instance, it was delicious.
0: Well, and I also see like, that would kind of pull the thread for me, uh, kind of working on your social media. I see that you actually wrote an article for Bon Appetit about making enchiladas during quarantine, like what was that experience like? Both with the enchilada making, but also being published in Bon Appetit.
1: <laughs> yeah, like that. That is, is so exciting for me, man. Like, like you don't know because um, Bon Appetit's always been great. Uh, you know, we, we talk. I've done their podcast, and I wrote an article about about a year ago uh saying that boneless wings are actually lies and they're not wings you know just little like uh (laughs) grudges that i have for certain food um but you know and and then we actually i think signed up to do like a quarterly column with bone appetite so i'm going to do that but then this pandemic hit so we're like okay let's think about something more timely maybe helpful to people and helpful to small businesses so i just took my own experience like i didn't want to stand in line at trader joe's and like You know, rouse of bonds or whatever. So I've been only exclusively going to like local ethnic markets, like the Carniceria Mexican Butchers. Uh, I went to Japanese Mart yesterday in the Sua, and the lines way less, and the ingredients are way more interesting. So this actually gave me time and um, the convenience to go try to make other cuisines. You know, learning from YouTube videos and such. So hopefully that will inspire people to kind of support these local businesses uh uh uh, uh, you know ethnic businesses as well as just kind of venture out in in your home cooking
0: and um i agree i think that's the that is probably it's the small all these small local businesses these ethnic businesses that are family owned and they're probably feeling next to like our healthcare workers the brunt of most of this because yeah, and, and it's a time where people need food, they want comfort, they want good food, and it's a great way to have that support. I'm wondering too, like on on your um uh another one more food related thing real quick, is in your thread, I believe you had a couple pictures of like like a hot sauce. And it it was reminiscent of when like um in Anchorman they open up like the cologne. Brian opens up like the cologne closet with like Sex Panther. Ah, oh. yes, yes, yes Yeah. I'm wondering if it like what are your top three hot sauces? If you had to pick three to uh to have for the rest of your life? Okay,
1: we got to start with the basics. So sriracha just goes good at everything. I don't care if you're like, even like an Asian food snob, there's a place and time for sriracha basically at any time. And then I got to go with red rooster. That is a classic American sauce that adds mm. just that tang to it. So it adds like extra dimension to a lot of different food, even as eggs or just a rice, of course, like jambalaya, things like that. And then my third one, I have to go Chinese. It's the laokanma, uh uh hot sauce, it comes in a bottle with the old lady on it. You can buy it in any Chinese market. Basically, this old lady was just making hot sauce in her house for her restaurant, and it was so good it became an international sensation, and now she's probably like a billionaire. International best-selling hot sauce called Lao uh, which translates to Mandarin, literally meaning uh like old grumpy lady or something. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. I, I see. I've had two of those three. I'm gonna to have to look for that that one definitely. Um, it's in every
1: Asian market, so you can find it.
0: Well, and it, it's um, interesting because last time we talked, your book had just come out, and we were talking about um, in your, your book. You express, obviously being an immigrant and how uh, feeling into play out of place, but not entirely fit, uh, fitting in. I'm wondering, since like it's been a couple of years, has that changed or more for you the longer you've been here? Um. I I think it's for every human being. Instead of,
1: you know, high school, you just want to fit in. And now you're pretty okay staying at home and, like, you know, uh, uh, just being yourself. So I I think through my journey of finding myself, of course, where I came from in Hong Kong is a big part of it. And then where I grew up in America, is equally as big. So it's always kind of walking the two fine lines and finding what it means. And I talk a lot about that in my book, in my stand-up special coming up um and I just try to look at everything with a positive light and this is just who I am and I'm currently very happy with my situation my family's healthy I'm healthy you know work is going well so um you can't put anybody I mean myself included you don't want to put yourself in a box and you don't need to I think younger people teenagers need to do that to fit in but Hopefully you grow out of that, and then you just come from your own skin and say your house playing Animal Crossing for five hours,
0: because that's what I am. And also, a big part of your book, obviously, was your family, um, and I know you mentioned they're safe and sound, um, and a big part of that was your father, and I'm curious, how is your father doing, and how has he dealt with, you've had a lot of success in the past couple of years, how has he dealt with that?
1: Oh, so my dad became an actor after I did. I briefly talked about that in my book. He he got a role playing my dad on Patriot's Day. That's how he got a SAC card. Um, and now I became his agent. I'm hooking him up with different jobs, picking different <laughs> shows with him. Cause he's a very entertaining guy because he just speaks his mind, you know? So uh, there's uh, there might be a little, I'm not gonna give anything away, but uh, in this new show that I shot, that's coming out with Steve Carell and John Malfovich,
0: Space Force,
1: you might find a little surprise in it.
0: <laughs> I like that tease. Uh, I want to back up a couple things. So, what is the Amazon? What is your Amazon special? What's the title of that?
1: That's called Good Deal. Every Asian person is always looking for a good deal, no matter what. <laughs> and uh, I, I specifically do talk about that uh, at one of my bigger bits inside of that special. I'm very excited for people to see it. Yeah.
0: And then let's pivot to Space Force, which. This thing looks amazing and ridiculous. Like, what's it about, and who do you play?
1: So, Space Force, oh my god. I can't tell you how excited I am. It's created by Greg Daniels, who created The Office, and created by Steve Carell. And it stars Steve Carell <laughs> and John Malkovich. <laughs> Bench Force, Tony News, I can name all of them, right? But I mean, first day on set, just meeting uh, Steve and John, it was like a mini out for sure. But they're the nicest, coolest people. And I think this is probably the newest, funniest show on TV. It's going to be on Netflix, and uh, it's about, you know, the new military branch, Space Force, that uh, the president, the real president started, and uh, now there's a fictionalized version of the near future of what's going to happen in the Space Force. And I play uh, one of the scientists that works under John, and it's just a lot of hilarious stuff, but Also eerily true to real life stuff, you know? And I swear we shot all of this stuff before the real Space Force stuff starts happening. It's always (laughs) really fun um, to to see. They're actually behind, you know, what we're doing. I think, I don't know. I think it's a very, very funny show. Of course, you got the pedigree from the office. You got the big stars like Steve and John Malkovich. And it's shot just brilliantly. It's so beautifully shot. Um, I've seen the first six episodes. Uh, so far on a little preview, and it's incredibly beautiful, incredibly funny, and you're gonna love the cast and, and and just the stories. It's gonna be great. I'm super excited
0: about it. No, it looks amazing, and like I think any one of those people you name the cast sounds amazing. But I want to focus in on Malkovich, Lisa Kudrow, and uh, and uh, Ben Schwartz are also uh, um, again amazing actors. But what is it like to work with John Malkovich? Oh, he's a man,
1: dude. I mean,
0: you know, it's funny.
1: Like, if you see somebody like Steve Carell on the street, you kind of freak out. You're like, oh, my God, that's a movie song, right? But if you see somebody like John Malcolm, you, you, you almost can't believe your eyes. It's like seeing, like, some kind of mythical centaur, like, creature. You're like, is that? No way, that's not John Malcolm. There's no way. Like, you, it's a disbelief, you right? know And then working with the guy, and he's such, like, an actor's actor. Um, but those two... Being the stars, the legends that they are, they just make you feel so comfortable. And John has been great, man. He, he, he's like, he's just a homie, you know. And on set, he's telling us all these great stories. We always make him tell stories uh, about, so how did being John Malkovich get made? And feel glad they tell these stories. And he's just the nicest, coolest guy. Like he's he's a bit older than me, but like he's just cool. He's down with the pop culture and stuff like that. He even knows more K-pop than I.
0: <laughs> John Malkovich talking about K-pop is something I'd love to hear. I know. I think he did
1: a movie with CL, uh, the, the the K-pop star, and uh, we we're just talking about K-pop uh, one day. And he's just a extremely versatile and uh, as 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 um you know, I, I guess he's sixty something years old, and he's still so willing to learn. Uh, and I think I want to say he's also excited to work with the younger guys and for the younger guys to. Uh, work with somebody we look up to so much. It's been incredible.
0: I got to imagine. And uh, I'm putting out a spot a little bit, but uh, when you find out you're going to work with someone like John Malkovich, like there's so many amazing movies he's been in. What are like maybe your top two? Like what are two of your favorites he's been in?
1: Being John Malkovich, sure. And I think number one,
0: Con Air. Oh, Con Air, yes. That is the right answers. And,
1: man, he got stories about con Air too. It's very cool. Like, uh, really? And Chappelle was in that movie, Danny Trejo, you know, of course, Nick Cage. Uh, uh, it, uh, yeah, man. I mean, the Steve guys Buscemi's in that legendary. movie. Everyone's in that Steve movie. Buscemi. That scene with Steve Buscemi, uh talking to a little girl with a doll, oh, my God, that's one of the most legendary scenes ever. <laughs> yeah,
0: it really is. Next to, like, Nick Cage's hair in that movie, it's, like, equal parts amazing, disturbing, and... Amazing. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Space Force is uh, that's come on Netflix and Amazon. uh, You got a special coming out. Do you have any other streaming services, TV shows or movies you're doing? This is amazing.
1: Oh well, I mean, I think Silicon Valley is free right now. All six seasons to watch on HBO. You can watch it for free. That's a huge library to watch. Um, I oh man, I (laughs) should.
0: I would say, go back to Silicon Valley. I mean, obviously that is, uh, for a lot of us, it's how we, we got to know you and Jin Yang. Um, now that that's over, like what is, if you look back on the work you did on that show, like, w- like what does it mean to you now? A co- like a year later, right? It's been a year? Yeah, yeah. I, about, yeah, yeah, it's been oh, about wow. a year.
1: Um, I mean, it, it meant everything. It, it was like going to college, going to grad school. You know, I never really went to college for acting and working with such great talent, such great improvisers, writers, you know, and everybody behind the scene. You know, that that was an amazing experience and I couldn't have a, a, a better schooling than that. And looking back, there are just so many days on set where it's just a bunch of us, you know, uh, shooting the shit and kind of hanging out and having fun. And uh, I, my fear, you know, I was very sad, of course, when the show ended, and my fear was like, wow, I'll never be on a show as good quality with this many amazing people at Silicon Valley. And I'm lucky enough to say that Space Force could be just as good if not better, and, and, and the people, has just been as great. But I think being on Silicon Valley for all the six years really prepared me for something like Space Force. You know?
0: The name of this podcast is called I'm So Obsessed. Uh, I'm curious, uh, obviously, given the times now, it might be a little bit different, but what are some things that you're obsessed with right now?
1: Uh, Animal Crossing, for sure, but that's that's like basic shit. <laughs> everyone is obsessed with Animal Crossing right now.
0: Yeah, like what's the name of your, what is the name of your island? My, my, I just named my
1: island Guam. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, everybody's trying to be too creative. You say something real it might be like better, you know uh i i so i look like Guam now and uh, uh what else am i obsessed with um i'm trying to think oh you know uh, uh um shoot what is it called uh, uh you, you can edit out my thinking here um, absolutely we have talented thinking editors <laughs> i'm trying to think there is something i'm obsessed with i just thought about it i, I left my mind um oh i'm i'm completely obsessed with it. YouTube cooking videos. Like, that is my thing. Like, there's amazing chefs, just to name a couple, like Adam Leal. He makes, like, such authentic Asian food that I, that's basic and you emulate in the kitchen. And I wrote about this lady in my uh, article in Bon Appetit. This lady, uh, uh, she's like the YouTube abuela. She just cooks on her ridge, <laughs> you know, in Mexico. And uh, the series on YouTube, it's called uh, Demi Rancho, I think called Chicina from my rest to your kitchen. And it's just like really soothing videos. And I watch a couple of those uh, videos before I go to sleep every night. It's great.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And that one particular video or series is kind of what inspired you to go in on the enchiladas a little bit, right? Absolutely. I think without
1: that abuela and those videos, I wouldn't even know where to start. What kind of ingredients to get, you know? Um, and I would just end up like trying to make like steak from like the you know, great meats that I get from the Mexican butcher shop. But instead, I understood uh, how to make just like chili, uh, 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 chili relleno, you know, uh, um, and, and uh, uh, huevos rancheros, you know, enchiladas and everything. Like I understand the basic concept from watching all the videos and at the same time, I just enjoyed it. It doesn't seem like it's not like I'm watching a master class. Where it seems like work, you know,
0: <laughs> that sounds amazing. Well, and I know you, you again, uh, you document this a lot on your social, like Instagram. But would you ever consider having like your own YouTube cooking channel?
1: I would love to. I'm already posting a ton of cooking videos on my uh, Instagram. And yeah. uh, either YouTube cooking show uh, or maybe even like a straight up cooking cooking show a Food Network. Who knows? I'm putting down the universe. I'm down. I'm in.
0: So you're saying you would do your own show for the Food Network if someone approached you?
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh, man, I I think that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> I'd love to watch that. I have a feeling I'd be very hungry watching your show because it seems like your palate is very similar to things that I, I that I enjoy a lot, too. Okay, so one small thing, small movie you did since I talked to you last was this movie, Crazy Rich Asians. You played Bernard. Uh, I, want, I have a couple questions about this. I'm curious, how would you describe Bernard? Oh,
1: uh, he's like the party boy asshole that uh everybody hates but they kind of have to hang out with him it because it's super rich and his parents are mega rich uh uh so yeah he's um there's a word in chinese and uh, uh uh for that 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 means uh like the rich second generation that hasn't done shit for themselves but it's just you know uh they're uh, they're working off their parents money
0: yeah Okay, so obviously that movie was just huge. And what was the ride like for you?
1: Ah, oh, it was insane. I mean,
0: at first,
1: it started off with just shooting the movie was an incredible experience. Working with the best, and most beautiful Asian brothers and sisters in the world, you know. Um, so I always said that if. if the audience can feel the camaraderie that we felt, the chemistry that we felt within the cast every day, then we will have a pretty successful movie. But I don't think any of us expected it to be that big. You know, People coming up to me, Asians or not Asian people coming up to me saying that, they've seen that movie five, six times. So it's been great. And I think it's opened a lot of doors for more, not just Asian projects, but authentic storytelling uh, uh, from people that maybe hadn't had a chance before you know, so which is great on a career standpoint. And personally, I think with those great friends that I made uh, on the show, um, you know, it's it's been a great lot of friendship and they're all like my best friends now. When Remy Hee, Chris Payne comes into town uh, from Australia, when Gemma comes into town uh, from London, we're always the first people to hang out with, and call each other and, uh, yeah, we just, we just all meet like
0: best friends now, and I think that's the most important thing for me, taking away from me. that's boy. That's just amazing, and I have to say, like, you do feel that camaraderie when you watch the movie. I think that's part of the appeal, is um, just how much that there's just this, I don't know, it's just infectious basically. But I'm wondering, I mean, we're, it's been a couple years, but I'm wondering what you think the legacy of this movie will be, like, maybe socially or, or broader culturally besides just giving other opportunities for um, for mo- like movies or shows like that.
1: Yeah, I hope we look back in five years, 10 years, uh, or even in the future, that there'll be a lot more movies like this that are successful, that are great storytelling um, about the Asian American culture and that we look back for being that um, like crazy rich Asian that's kind of a watershed moment that opened a lot of gates. That'll be really special just like kind of how I grew up. I looked at movies like Mulan and Joy Luck Club, you know, as being extremely important. Um, so, and, and I hope that there'll be a new generation of young Asian-Americans or just, you know, uh, uh, just authentic uh, uh, storytelling that, that was inspired and it got into the industry because of Crazy Rich Asians. Because I think for all of us, there were actors like Crazy Rich Asians, all of our Asian parents told us, hey, man, you can't do this. They no Asian people make this successful in Hollywood. But now they don't have that excuse anymore. They can tell their parents, hey, look, look at these people at Crazy Rich Asians. Look at how much money uh, that movie made. So I hope this inspires and opens the door for a new generation of creators uh, that maybe when you interview them 10 years from now, they'll be like, oh, what is funny to get into acting? They're like, oh, yeah, Crazy Rich Asians. moment. So, uh, yeah, I just hope that it opens doors for people and uh, inspires more younger people to get into it, you know.
0: And um, I know that uh, we talked a little bit about your dad last time getting into acting, um, but that was kind of that was before, like, all the, the Crazy rotation stuff took off, correct?
1: Yeah, that's, that, that's true.
0: But does that now, since you're his agent and people might know you better, does that help him get more work? <laughs>
1: uh, maybe. Uh, you know, you see he got a couple of things coming out. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's doing well. I think there's generally a little bit more work or people are more willing to uh, 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 be open-minded when it comes to casting uh, of all ethnicity. So my dad would fall into that category.
0: All right, so I'm going to wrap up here with a thing called Pick One. I think we did this, like, last time we, were, we interviewed. But basically, I gave you two choices, and you pick one. Uh, there's not a right or wrong, and uh, you can also talk it out. It doesn't have to be, like, you know, life or death. I'm not asking, like, mom or dad, by the way. It's just easier stuff. So the first one is uh, Trader Joe's or Connie Sierra 21. Connie Sierra 21, aren't they? All right, this next one. This could be a tough one, but you've mentioned it four times, so I feel like I know the answer. Animal Crossing or Overwatch?
1: Oh, man, this is tough, dude. This is real yeah. tough because I play both of them equally. I play them every day both of them. But I got to say Overwatch because this is – Overwatch is an online game. I can talk to my friends also, and I play it with my best friend who lives in New York, and that's how we keep in touch every night, you know. Uh, whereas Animal Crossing is just kind of like a relaxing game uh, after Overwatch. It's like a uh, palate cleanser.
0: So I'll say Overwatch. <laughs> I love it. You play Animal Crossing after Overwatch to like just relax. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, iPhone or Android?
1: Uh, I, I'm an iPhone guy. I've tried Androids, but now I've been sucked into the Apple ecosystem. So everything in my house is Apple. Uh, my Macs, you know, uh, iPhone that I'm talking to you on now, and uh, my Apple TV. So everything just synchronized and Just easier. I don't need to go in and do all the crazy stuff and customize. I just
0: want my to work <laughs> that should be their tagline in a commercial he just wants his to work Apple yeah all right um, Instagram or Snapchat uh,
1: Instagram I, I, I don't even have Snapchat uh, Instagram's easier uh, you know Snapchat I think I'm getting too old for it like I, call it, I don't even know what's going on you know uh, so Instagram
0: yeah it's like I got like the one Snapchat friend and everyone else is on Instagram you're like come on man just get over Instagram all right, uh, this is a tough one. Jin Yang or Bernard Tai? Oh, that's tough. Jin Yang I spent so many
1: years with, you know, but Bernard, I got to go with Bernard. You know, it was a lot of fun to just kind of let go of everything to play that character. And uh, of course, with the Crazy Rich, uh, Rich Asians movie, meant to people and meant to myself also. But Jin Yang, that's a really tough one. I would go Bernard from now, but uh, I do really still miss Jin Yang.
0: Okay, stand-up, a film, or a TV show?
1: That's tough, man. That's real tough. I think as a stand-up comedian, I should always say stand-up, but I'm gonna say <laughs> TV show if it shoots in town. Right now, I just want to stay at home. You know what I mean? So if it's a TV show uh, shoots in town, like Space Force did at Silicon Valley shop here, also in LA, uh, that's a lot easier and feels uh, more like a real job. And I think I'm done with traveling. Not done with traveling, but I would rather not travel uh, and stay at home and just do something I love here. You know? Yeah,
0: that's great. Okay, a couple more here. So, space force or office space?
1: Oh, wow. I mean, I'm on space Force, so absolutely space force. But of, <laughs> of course. course, I love I love office space. It, it's uh, uh, it's a great, great movie, you know, by my friend Mike Judge. That was a classic. Um, but for now, absolutely, I gotta say space force.
0: Well, and you were saying you're saying maybe in like ten years, I, I think it'll be sooner. If people will be like, "Oh, Crazy Rich Asians inspired me to this." I think a lot of people, filmmakers, comedians, actors, point back to Office Space too, right? As just like that era. All right, this you are gonna this you're gonna hate me for this, but I gotta ask. And again, not a competition. Both these people are amazing. Mike Judge or John Chu?
1: Oh, dude. Uh, well, can you give me a scenario?
0: Yeah, let's do this one. Um, what the first scenario is, uh, you're with this person and you are uh, being held up at a robbery.
1: Oh man, uh, <laughs> I gotta say, John, too, man,
0: because Mike is like
1: super chill. Like um, he'll he definitely try to talk the guy out of something, but uh, he's he's too, he's too chill. Whereas John, I feel like Mike try to uh uh, take some action and jump the guy or (laughs) something.
0: okay well that's good and i I, i'm out of pick ones but i just wanted to ask um how is your dog oh my
1: dog toffee is great uh she's a really cute pug you guys can follow toffee star plug and toffee star plug on instagram um actually me and her have a tv show that it was supposed to be shooting now but it got pushed uh it's um it's tentatively named Unleashed or Celebrity Dog Walk. It was going to be on Fuse TV. So it's me walking Toffee with celebrities walking their dogs. So for our <laughs> pilot, like actually, sizzle real episode, we did it at Lake Griffin's house, and then we went to visit Two Short Studio. So Toffee is going to be very famous. Uh, we just need to, for this pandemic to be over so Toffee can get back to work.
0: Oh my God! I am trying not to laugh because this just sounds brilliant, man. That sounds so good. I just, uh, you know,
1: I'm fortunate enough that everything that I've shot, uh, most things that I've shot are starting to air now. And I think there's no better place for entertainment for people to get their minds off with some comedy. So just make sure, watch my comedy special, Good Deal, on Amazon. And then later, you can watch all 10 episodes of Space Force on Netflix. And I'm very excited to see what people think about both of them.
0: I'm excited you uh, took some time to talk with us. It's been great catching up with you, and I'm just so proud of like all the amazing work you're doing and everywhere you pop up. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, so, nice, thank man. you. Appreciate it. Great talking to
1: you,
0: too. All right, man. Take care. I want to thank Jimmy for chatting with me, and I want to thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app. And until next week, take care.